His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Jim, you were gone a few days last week. Yes, I was. You noticed. Thank you. I did notice. But Rob shared this story while you were gone, and we're still getting comments about it on the His Radio Facebook page from people uh, that say it touched them so much, and they keep thinking about it. They can't get it out of their heads. But just to fill you in, Rob was out of town. He stopped at a coffee shop. As he came out of the coffee shop, this homeless man asked him for some food. And all Rob had on him was a bag of peanuts, so he gave the guy a peanuts and, and drove away basically and then he started to feel kind of guilty that he horrible yeah you you yeah. felt like you could have done more and so you said you ran to the chick-fil-a nearby got a big meal and brought it back to give to the guy and he was gone yeah and the whole thing is i pray every morning god i am available for you and i felt like i didn't make myself available at that time it was like a missed opportunity we're, we're hearing from kathy and i understand kathy you have a have a thought about that what uh, stuck out when you heard rob's story what really stuck with you? Just the missed opportunity. You know, I um, I always think back with missed opportunities. I always think back about East Esther and you know how the um, that she was placed there for such a time as this. And I and God would have still made all that happen, but she would have missed all the blessing. So take us back to what happened. You were stopping to run an errand. Well, I was just kind of killing time. I was out of town. I didn't really know where I was, and I just didn't really want to go to the hotel. And he just, you know, he was standing there um, at the door, and I glanced over to him, and he said, I'm hungry. Could you get me something to eat? I had no idea where I was. I mean, I, there was no no food places, right? The only thing I saw was a Starbucks. He, he was like, well, you know, go ahead and do your shopping. I'll, I'll be here when you get out. And, you know, when I went in there, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't really even shop because I kept thinking about, okay, wh- what do I do? How do I make, you know, how do I, how do I minister to this gentleman? And what, what I heard on the radio from Rob just kind of kept resonating in my head. And I'm going, I don't want to do that. I don't want to miss, you know, I don't want to look, look back and, and go, gosh, you know what? I should have done this. I should have done this and everything. So, um, and you heard a voice in your head that wasn't God though. It was telling me just to walk on, just to, you know, so just, just act like you don't see him. And then when I walked out the door, I didn't see him right away. And I was like, oh, oh, whew, he's moved. I'm okay. You know, and then I glanced a little further and I saw him under the tree and I was like. And so what were you able to do to help the man? Well, I didn't, you know, I just, went, I went over and I talked to him. He said, he said, someone went to go get me some food. And um, I, um, I did remember I, I carry some New Testaments in my, in my purse just so I could, I can give them. So I pulled that out and I, I have, I usually mark some scripture in there, some, um, uh, you know, John three sixteen and uh, Romans 5, 8 and, and some others. And I was talking to him a little bit. He said, well, I, I you know, I, I hope, I hope one day the, the, um, the Lord gets me home, and our, and I said, well, where is home? And he said, Texas, and I just said, well, you know, I, I just want to leave this with you. I said, it may not get you back to Texas, but it'll get you to a home that really counts. Kathy, it's so touching to know that you took the time to do something for somebody, and you and you gave them the best food of all, and that's the Word of God, and that's amazing. Well, I, you know, I just, I just, like you said, it was more, it was more your encouragement hearing you, you know, and how you felt after you let that opportunity slip by that was just really encouraging. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Thank you for the nice comments. I'm seeing some of them on Facebook. I really messed up last week. I mean, seriously, I, I always say to God every morning, Lord, I want to be available for whatever, and then I had an opportunity in front of me to be available for God. 
and I messed up. I was supposed to help out this guy who just was asking for food. I gave him a bag of nuts, and then I felt guilty as I was driving away, so I, I bought him like a, you know, one of those value meals and brought it back, and then he was gone. I'm like, ah, I even had been pressed in my heart to give him my Bible. And then I wasn't able to do that. So it was like missed opportunity, you know? But isn't it cool how God's using what you see as a missed opportunity to inspire others to do something? Phyllis heard about that story, and she has some thoughts. Hey, I just wanted to uh, share with um, and thank Rob for sharing his story. Um, I, too, was touched by his, um, that he missed an opportunity to share with, something with the homeless. And that story caused me to um, reach out to some um some folks uh, over near uh, Miracle Hill, Greenville Rescue, scrounged up some courage and, and you know went over and offered some of the snacks to them. And just wanted to say that um, it was all because of you know what Rob had shared last week. And I just wanted to thank him for sharing that. That, that means a lot. I'm, I'm very moved by that. Sure. Well, again, thank you for for doing that. It's you know it's always hard to kind of admit a, a misstep or a missed opportunity, and and your misstep led to several other opportunities for God to work in, in, in some people's lives. Well, Phyllis, you're, you're very kind in saying that. And, and I, I think I should also just add this. My thought is about being available for God is not necessarily always going to be a homeless person in front of you, but there's always going to be some kind of available, uh, something that'll be available for you to do for God. Could be somebody at work who just needs a kind word. It could be a neighbor that needs help bringing the groceries in or mowing the lawn. It could be just, you know, saying something to the person who's the cashier at the register. Yeah, one comment that I thought was really touching was Claire. She's heard your story and she keeps homeless bags in her car and passes them out and now hearing your story makes her want to be even more available to do that but I love how she's taking that step to be prepared yeah uh, and available that is cool we always do think of the homeless or you know someone who's just needing some money but it's true that and I keep remember this that everybody has got a story I mean people right next to you wherever you are people are going through things that they're not talking about because, you know, we all go through things. I'm like, how many times do I have an opportunity? You know, someone's sitting right next to me. They're going through something horrible. But, you know, they just don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah, there's opportunities everywhere. It doesn't have to be a homeless person. I always have to remember this. God doesn't look at the ability. He looks for the availability. So, again, I say, God, I'm available for you today. Use me. Rob, Allison, and Jim. You can be available for God today at 800-447-7234. That's what it's turned into with our thought this morning of being available for God when he needs you. For me, I made a misstep last week, and I had an opportunity in front of me. And instead of giving a guy a whole meal, I gave him a bag of nuts. And I was supposed to give him my Bible, but I didn't give him my Bible. And that was like all this afterthought. And when I came back around to do what I thought I was supposed to do, the guy was gone. And I was like, oh, all I gave him was a bag of nuts. And I felt like missed opportunity in that, being available for God. And some people are chiming in this morning at 800-447-7234. Yeah, it's so awesome to see how your transparency in this, Rob, is inspiring other people to think more about how they're available for God. But Dan had a good point. He said, how is this a missed opportunity? Did you not provide something for his needs? If he was gone when you got back, you had provided exactly 
exactly what God wanted you to. Huh. So there's another way of looking at it. We also got a text uh, from Joel. He keeps uh, copies of those tiny New Testament Psalm Proverbs Bibles in his glove box with $5 in each. And they're inserted in the page of John 3:16 with the text highlighted. He says, then I'm always ready to give and the word of God goes before me as I drive. That's pretty cool. What a great idea. I love that, Joel. Br- Brian's on the line too. What's going on there, Brian? Hey, Rob, I just want to call and let you know, man, you didn't miss an opportunity. You know, that guy walked up to you and asked you for help and you you, you gave him what you had in hand. So, I don't, you know, I, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't think God wants you to feel bad about, you know, missing this opportunity. You did provide him food. That's what he asked for. Um, I know you felt like you could have done more, but I think that's I think that's just us, uh, you know, as caring people. Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't believe that you know you should feel like you could have done more. I, I I want you to feel like you did. You know, God asked you and you acted. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning, brother. Well, you did the right thing. Thank you, Brian. That that means a lot today. All right, y'all have a good one. That was very nice of Brian. That was very good nice. Point. Good well, point. And, and all I'm thinking of is just being available. A lot of people have been talking about the homeless this morning, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But I'm just thinking about the person who could be sitting next to you at work, car rider line, any opportunity just to be available for God. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to miss it again. Yeah, I but, heard. Sorry, go ahead. By the way, you could have given that Chick Fil A to me. Just, you missed that opportunity, but I don't. You want to interrupted my meaningful. Okay. Let Allison speak, Jim. Go ahead. No, no, no it's past. So oh, I'm not available to feed you Chick Fil A, Jim. More than just pretty voices. You know, I've learned in the Bible, God can use a donkey, right? Yeah. He can also use me in a mishap. <laughs> To, to, to activate some other people not to make the same mistake that I made by not being available for God last week. Isn't it cool that your missed opportunity is like becoming this awesome topic that people are talking about? And I just likened it to a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got a great text from Sherry. We, you know, we're talking about uh, sharing Christ with people and those missed opportunities. Well, she says yesterday uh, she was at work. We were talking about the movie I Can Only Imagine. My coworker had mentioned how she'd like to go see that with her husband. And the last movie she had seen was like 10 years ago. Well, I had two tickets to the movies uh, from Giving Blood, and God put it on my heart to give those tickets to her. She was so excited. And now she and her husband are going to get to be able to have a date night. And what better date night than um, that movie? I can only imagine because it shares the gospel so clearly. And Sherry, you made yourself available. Yes. That is amazing. We're we're hearing from Dana as well. What's going on with your story, Dana? I can totally feel you on the um, feeling like you missed an opportunity. There's one um, time that I drove by this house on the way when I was in college every weekend. I would drive by this shack, and I would see the, um, it was very poverty-ridden, and I would pray for them every week. Well, it seems that when I would pass there, I would have extra cash, like $10, $5, you know, college students know how much, but I would think, I want to give them some money, and I never stopped until one one time, it was years later, I was out of college, and I um, stopped, and the house was, I actually went in, like, the door was open, the house was abandoned. 
But over those years, I had prayed. Every time I would pass the house, I would pray for that family to know God and to, you know, it may not have been safe for me to go during during that time. You know, I, I don't know. But I do know that God could have used my prayers and probably did. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. God kept you safe. That's why you didn't stop. And those prayers, maybe today, that's a family so active in their church and making such a difference in people's lives. And that's because you were obedient to pray and you made yourself available to do that every time you went by. And I did pray that God would send them people in their past too. Um, something stopped me from, from doing that. I don't know, you know, what it was, but um, I do know that I felt like, oh no, I missed this opportunity. Why did I not do that? But God is faithful and he uses what we do give. Wow, remember that. God is faithful and he uses what we do give. Mm, what a beautiful story and an interesting thought too, to think about the, the people inside the buildings that we just drive by every day. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she prayed for them every day. Who else did that? I know. Nobody mm. but her. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There's something that you need to know about our producer, Jim Mann. It's the strong feeling for cats that he has. It's a crazy strong feeling that he has for cats. And so that's why we have for you Cat Stories by Uncle Jim. This is a sad story, Rob. Sad? It's sad. Don't bring down the room. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> remember Keyboard Cat? Keyboard Cat? I can't remember. What? Remind us. The cat that played keyboard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did Keyboard Cat actually do I outside love of Keyboard Cat? <laughs> Evidently, oh, Allie knows Keyboard yes, Cat. Yes, the cat that played the keyboard. Yeah, Keyboard Cat. Oh, wow, so <laughs> self-explanatory. There it is, a party favorite. <laughs> oh wait a minute, this was that YouTube thing that went viral nuts, right? Yeah. The original keyboard he cat? Was not. He was not the original. So he just, talented. He just carried it on. Yes. <laughs> the way he plays those chords and stuff. It and, was and wears those outfits. Uh huh. I mean. And keeps the same expression the whole time he's playing. <laughs> Looks like a cheesy 70s flick or something. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Well. Okay. Why is it sad? Because keyboard cat passed away. <gasps> <laughs> Listen, you're making light of no, this. No, I'm not. I'm no. shocked. Why what? would you? Why would you? But his music what? will live forever. Well, yeah, you can buy the uh, CDs. For real? I, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> I have the whole collection. Oh, what that. happened? He died. <laughs> At nine years old, only nine years old. Doing what he loved? Yes, he was playing the keys. And then he left. He left us to keyboard heaven. He didn't mess with know. the cord of his keyboard or something, did I, he? I, get, I got no details. She's talking about electricity now. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't even want to play the cat song because you've really... I think that's is, what he would want us to do. No, you really? No, no. Grumpy Cat actually twi uh, did a little tweet, said, oh. rest in peace, keyboard cat bento. <laughs> so even Grumpy Cat's upset. He looks grumpy now. Quit making Allison laugh. This is a serious thing. No. You know, when I get nervous, I laugh. <laughs> she laughs. That's, okay. that's how she processes. Here, well, here we go. We're grumpy. What kind of cat I mean, keyboard cat. House. House cat. cat. Can we add a little what keyboard in the cat background? What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley, alley cat. cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? 
What kind of cat are you? That was grumpy, Jim. Bento. What kind of cat are you? We love you, Bento. Tell me, tell me, tell me, dude. You'll live forever in our hearts. Happy nine lives. Oh, my goodness. Hey, what kind of cat are you? My whiskers, please. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Our producer, Jim Mann, I think has discovered what happens to your luggage when it goes missing at the airport. <clears throat> yeah, we finally spotted one escaping. Um, escaping? Yeah, suitcases don't like to fly. And they don't like getting lost. Often they get on the wrong plane, they get confused, and they end up somewhere where you're not. You know? You've had that happen before, right? Thankfully, I haven't. What? I've never had lost luggage yet in my life I know on an airline. Allison has because she's like a world traveler. Yeah. Well, it's never. It's always turned up eventually. But I have gotten to places where it's late. Well, they actually caught a suitcase escaping. They, there's this uh, video on the interweb. I don't know if you ever go on the interweb. <laughs> but there's this video going around of this suitcase just rolling down uh, the runway, the tarmac at the airport. And uh, it's just all by itself. Apparently, airports are not level. Because this thing is just going right on down the runway. I don't know if it's going to take off or whatever. But people, someone got a video of it. I guess they were inside the, the, uh, the building. Terminal. Yeah, that place. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they're just laughing away at it because it's rather comical. It's an almost funny. How is that happening? <laughs> okay, it's got some good wheels. <laughs> like, just saying. This thing's just spinning around and it's going. It's going fast. I think it's running for the fences, trying to get out of there. <laughs> it, it must be a really windy day for that suitcase to be taken off like that. Yeah, and, and, and of course, in the video, when you watch it, there's no, there seems to be nobody coming after it either. Mm. It's like, oh, there's another suitcase. So over. that suitcase is definitely lost. <laughs> wow. No, actually, I'll, I will say at the end, somebody finally comes up with a little, one of those little cards, and grabs it, and takes it back to its, little, good. its little prison. I hope Jim. it made it to the airport. This story is packed with drama. Isn't it? <laughs> Great. <sighs> More than just pretty voices. Thinking about those things when you went traveling on vacation, they went wrong. It was horrible then. You laugh about it now. My daughter, when she was two, got lost at a parade. Oh, that had to be scary. Oh, yeah, I wasn't there. My wife was freaking out. Mm. They're running up and down the, the, the parade route, and finally, five minutes later, a nice gentleman had Amanda in his hands and found oh. my wife who was frantic at that time. What a relief. Yeah. We still don't laugh about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we should be, but we don't. So what about you at 800-447-7234? Here's Rebecca. What about your story, Rebecca? Um, it was about two years ago, and my husband and I, we went to Florida with the family, and we visited SeaWorld. Well, we got there before they opened. So we parked right up front to the gate, really close to the very first entrance, and they had these guard towers in the parking lot, which was huge. So we took a mental note of where we were parked to the guard tower. When we left, it was the parking lot was packed. We walked around for an hour looking for our car. Now, mind you, it is a white minivan with multicolored polka dots from top to bottom covered. 
and we couldn't find a polka dot at minivan. Yeah, that should be hard to miss. No, it, it shouldn't be. For an hour, we walked around in the parking lot with four children who had walked around in SeaWorld all day. So finally, we went up front, back to the gate, and explained that we lost our vehicle. And they got a little cart and told us that they moved the guard towers throughout the day. So they had to send somebody out to look for our polka dot at minivan, and they laughed so hard when they saw it that we just lost our polka dot at minivan. It took us two hours to get to our car. Oh, man. Why do you have a polka dot at minivan? <laughs> we had bought a white minivan. Um... And the kids thought it would be funny to put white or put polka dots all over it, so we did. You're like the coolest mom. <laughs> it was everyone knew me in pickup line, and the kids named it Dot, and they had their hand spot for their hand on the car, and they thought it was fun. That's amazing. And yes, yeah, SeaWorld and Bush Gardens in Florida, they both have those moving towers. Oh, I didn't know that. They're mobile. They got big wheels on the bottom of those. The towers are humongous. Jim's been there, so you know, you've seen those towers. I've ridden on those. You've ridden? No. <laughs> on the lookout tower, so it is kind of amazing. Well, what about you? Join the conversation. You can call or text this morning, 800-447-7234. What happened on vacation that you can um, at least laugh about now? His morning crew. Thinking about those vacations that something went wrong, but now you can laugh about it at 800-447-7234. You can call or text on in. Jennifer says when we were uh, getting ready to go to the beach, my mom in the middle of the night tripped uh, over a suitcase that was mistakenly put in front of their bathroom and busted her lip and nose and needed stitches. She says, well, I'm the klutz of the family, and my dad comes to check on me <laughs> to see if I'm okay while my mom is yelling for help. She went to the ER, but the whole vacation, she was sore and not having a true vacation experience. Oh, no. I know. That's I'm glad they can laugh about it now. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so here's Valerie. What's your story, Val? When I was a teenager, my parents brought us to Disney World. There were six of us, six kids in the family, and we also had my brother's friend with us. So seven kids. My youngest brother was about two at the time. And we got on the, the train that takes you from one park to another. Yeah, the monorail. Yeah, and we didn't realize that my two-year-old brother was not on it with us until after it started moving. So my mom was flipping out and trying to call the front for them to stop, but they couldn't stop it. We got to the next stop, you know, everyone's freaking out and they're making calls. And come to find out about an hour later, he had somehow gotten on with another big family and ended up on a ferry at the park. And the park was so apologetic about it. It was like a two-hour ordeal. It wasn't their fault. It was completely our fault. But we were all so upset. They ended up giving us night passes into the park. And they gave us tons of Disney gear. At that time, we were all really upset. But now we look back on it and make jokes about it. Oh, that makes me nervous just thinking about that. How long ago yeah. was that? That was, um, I'm 27 now. And I was probably 13 when it happened. So it was quite a while ago. So 14 years? ago mm. wow 14 years ago and all that had happened that's good math rob thank you calculator <laughs> does wonders you know mornings with his morning crew over 13 years ago i had to start a journey in my life it was a journey to gain health and 
now we have the opportunity to bring others along that journey as a Rob's Big Losers. I lost in over a year and a half nearly 140 pounds, and I'm so grateful. I've had ups and downs since then, some great successes, some great failures. I need to jump right back on into it. That's why it's a journey. And Rob's Big Losers starts people off on the first 90 days, 12 weeks to the journey of their health. It's uh, impacted with the YMCA of Greenville. Leslie Knox helps us with this. And this morning, we're catching up with Carrie Owens, who was one of our Rosbig losers at the uh, Traveler's Rest YMCA. I'm so grateful you're along with us this morning, Carrie. And I hear yes, some good news you. as I read uh, one of the Facebook posts that you did. And it was something about a class ring. Yes, absolutely. I have not had that class ring on in five years. Um, my husband opened our safe at home the other day. I grabbed it out of the box and I said, you know, one of my goals would be to put this ring right back on my finger. And I instantly was amazed. It already fit after um, six and a half weeks. That is so cool. I wonder that during the kickoff, when you were there some seven weeks ago, starting your journey, if you would have thought that as you were saying these words to us. I'm a mom to a two-year-old toddler, um, a wife of five years this year, and I teach kindergarten, and once it became a struggle to get up and down off the ground, I knew I had to do something about it. I want to live to see my child graduate high school and become a parent himself, um, but I want to influence him to better his lifestyle and not see us eat Little Debbie cakes, but maybe a piece of grilled chicken. I think some things have changed in your house since then, hasn't they? Absolutely. His his new favorite snack um, are actually egg whites. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes, yes. I love that you and your husband are a team in all of this. I mean, obviously you're a team being married, but he's on your team for Rob's Big Losers. What, kind, yes. what has that done for both of you to be able to experience this together? Well, first off, let me share our success. After six weeks, um, we've lost a combined over 50 pounds. Um, that was after six weeks. But our date nights have changed. Our date mornings have changed. Uh, we live in Traveler's Rest, so we're very blessed to have the Swamp Rabbit Trail. Um, and some of our new favorite things are meal prepping together instead of going to eat um, together. And our dates, instead of the movies and such, are running the Swamp Rabbit Trail. It's really neat. Look at that. Makes such a big yeah. difference when the whole family is involved in this kind of a journey. And I see that's been absolutely. the case for you. Yes, absolutely. I've actually got my parents on board. My mom and dad have both joined the Y since um, and have both already seen progress, even with medications. It's amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. What yes. is your hope? I mean, seven weeks has already gone by so quickly. The 5K that all of Rob's Big Losers are going to be running in is coming up in mid-April, and that's going to be here before you know it. We're about less than a month away from that. So yes. what are your plans past the 12 weeks? Um, there's no stopping now. This is like, I remember at the beginning, you know, it was a lifestyle change and I thought, God, this is going to be so hard. Um, but this is, you know, the plans are to just stay the way that they are. And um, really, I hope to see no change. We do have a goal for the 5K, um, but there's no end. There's no stopping either one of us. We're very, this is the first time that we've really both been very, very motivated. Look at that. I love your yes. taking advantage of the Swamp Rabbit Trail and everything. Yes. That is so cool. Yeah. Yes. What is your favorite kind of healthy go-to snack these days? We both um, have found avocado 
to be something that we use really for everything. We'll make tacos, use avocado, um, turkey burger. I know that sounds crazy. Um, it's not really a snack, but we use it in everything. We make hamburger steaks with turkey burger, spaghetti, um, tacos, stuffed peppers, cauliflower. Uh, we use cauliflower for snacks. We use it with cauliflower rice. And then, of course, we use uh, like the prepackaged almonds. You know, we used to grab prepackaged Debbie cakes. Now we'll do almonds, pretzels. Um, those kind of things. Look at that. you got more of a variety yeah. than when you used to have the Debbie cakes. That's so oh, cool. really? <laughs> we really do. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it's easier to pack my child's lunch. Um, you know, having fruits and vegetables laying around the house, his lunches are so much healthier, and he's eating so much more now. Kids in the kindergarten class, what are they saying now? Uh, well, they love it. Um, at recess, I'm able to play with them. We can play kickball. I run up and down the hills. Um, if it's raining, you know, Miss Owen's class, we still get to go outside because we have recess on the track. We walk. That's <laughs> we go out. Awesome. They love it. Yeah. Look at you go. That is Carrie Owens. She is a part of Rosbig Losers at the YMCA of Greenville. I'm so, so proud of you. You are working so hard, both you and your husband, your entire family, and the parents are involved. That's cool. Hey, you can follow their journey by going to our Rosbig Losers blog. You can get to that through hisradio.com. Start your own journey as well. Have workouts posted for you. Text the word workout to 800-447-7234. More than just pretty voices. The first day of spring. Ah, the weather's like this today. <laughs> How will you celebrate the start of spring? I think I'm going to take Allie's advice and hug bunnies and if fields of flowers. Yes. How about you, Jim? I'm going to stop by the coffee shop. <laughs> All right, that sounds like something you did on the first day of winter and the last day of winter and every day of winter. Spring is no different. But how about eating ice cream? Could you do that? Okay, yeah. You're Gym's up for in. that? Jim's uh -huh. in, yeah. There's uh, two chances to get free ice cream today for the first day of spring. Dairy Queen is holding their fourth annual free cone day. Jim's in. Uh. And uh, it's kind of sweet. I've done this before. They collect donations for Ch Children's Miracle Network. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and that's how they give away the free ice cream. And once you're done with DQ, if you wanted to, you could drive to Rita's Italian Ice. They're oh. handing out free Italian ices for the 26th annual first day of spring giveaway. Jim's in. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that could be your dessert. <laughs> <laughs> From the ice cream. That'd yeah. be great. Uh-huh. That's okay. the way he eats anyway. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you can snuggle your bunnies and your kitty cats and, and uh, go bird watching. And have coffee. And pick some tulips. Yeah, I yes. love the pictures. And run through a field of daffodils. Out of people's yards. I, why am I imagining this in my brain right now? <laughs> yeah. Running with bunnies and cats and daffodils. Dropping and, them left and right. Isn't that nice? <laughs> tripping and falling. Oh, it just got better. His morning crew. My son Spencer's all into this March Madness stuff. And he was trying to explain to me what happened with this one team over the weekend, like it was a shot that was magnificent. It's Loyola of Chicago. I say that because there's a Loyola in Baltimore, mm. which is my favorite. However, Loyola of Chicago, they're in the Sweet 16. See, I don't watch this either because it's never one when I can watch it, and I know it, it, it sucks you in watching this because you get into it because these guys are so excited. Anyway, they won last night. Was it last night? Or Sunday or night. Sunday night, yes. like I said, because I watched it all the time. They beat Tennessee. Number three, Tennessee. They're number 11. They beat them at the last second. Really? Last second. I the love shot. those kind of games. They What's won by the one secret point. sauce for Whoa. these guys? Well, it's obvious. It's obvious. You think, oh, I wonder what their secret is. It's a 98-year-old 98 98 lady. <laughs> 
Through Chaplin, 98-year-old Sister Jean. She is their little secret. She is, uh, she's like their number one cheerleader. 98, I'm saying. She's sharp as a tack. Listen to her. I tell them, give it to the fella who's hot tonight, because sometimes the best are cold, and we don't want that. I have Loyola going to the Sweet 16, but I have a second bracket, which I call the Cinderella Dream bracket, where I have them going to the final game. Aww. Isn't she cute? They all she just love her, cute. of course. After they win, they all come over and they hug her and stuff like that. That is so awesome. I love that. Uh, well, they made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah. So her Cinderella bracket still has hope. Mm-hmm. But I will say, Duke doing awesome. And the shocker, Clemson. Yeah. Why are you guys staring at Why me? Why is that a shocker? Because I'm talking about sports. She's talking about sports. <laughs> exactly. I, I happen to have a USA Today article up. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. The Ramsaran family are admittedly Disney freaks. <laughs> they have Disney stuff all over their home, their car, their clothes. They even named their cat Darth Vader. You like that, Jim? Uh, yeah. They got. They just got back from an eight-day Disney World vacation, which I'm sure was amazing. The little boy, Wes, his favorite thing is uh, Toy Story. He loves Toy Story. And Wes was recently diagnosed with a sensory processing disorder. So when they got to Disney, he uh, listened so well to his parents that he got a reward. And the reward that he chose was a Slinky Dog toy. You know Slinky Dog from Toy Story? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. But his dad was in charge of holding Slinky Dog Uh and left him on a bench. Felt that coming. In Orlando. Mm. So Kelly, the wife, admits that she was so upset with what her husband did that uh, they got... walked home. They got in a screaming match. Oh, close. She was very upset. She said the mama bear came out in her because, you know, she knew how much her son Wes loved the slinky dog. Mm. So she made a bunch of calls to Disney because apparently this particular slinky dog you can only get on the Disney property. I didn't realize they have toys that are only there, not anywhere else. Eventually, Disney called her back. They said, Mickey is on it. He's going to solve this problem. Slinky had been found, and he was on his way home. I get out of the car, and he's like, Mommy, come and see. I'm like, see what? He's like, Slinky's here. Woody and and soldiers and my Slinky dog. And they had put like a quote from the Toy Story movie and wrote in there about how Slinky was still having fun at the resort and didn't want to come home. Um, But they found him and said he needed to come home and they sent some friends to keep him safe along the journey. The folks at Disney also took pictures of Slinky Dog all around the park and like included those in the package. So it was really sweet. And I'm happy to say that Kelly and her husband made up. And now Wes has his beloved Slinky Dog back. So all is well in the world. See, it was strategy because not only did he get Slinky, but Woody and some other, but the toy soldiers came in that too, right? Mm -hmm. He got more stuff now. (laughs) Yeah, Dad knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah, sure.